0: What's good Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta And this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson RIP CITY! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon The City of Roses, The City of Bridges, Stumptown, PDX We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends Who so happen to love Portland basketball, Tim Johnson Sir, how you living my friend? It's good to be back man good it, to be back it's definitely we i'm so happy you are back my friend i just had a couple of co-hosts replacing you a little bit and they were just a bunch of hooligans they didn't know what they were talking about man i'm so glad <laughs> that i have the glorious the notorious tim johnson back on the pod and you know we've had a rough stretch and i need your i need it. your advice i need your opinions on all of this all of this blazers Ooh, don't ask me for advice
1: don't <laughs> ask me for advice you can ask me for opinions all you want <laughs> well let's let's get
0: it let's get it my friend let's do so it so we had a few games we had a game against the celtics that ended up in a loss the spurs mm-hmm. ended up in a win hornets lost mm-hmm. clippers lost nuggets lost and we're just going to talk about the important ones the Celtics, we lost by one. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, we lost by one, and the <laughs> Nuggets—that just happened yesterday. We lost 106-105 by one again. Yeah. Tim, tell me what's going on. What do you think that? What do you think is happening with our Blazers?
1: You know, I—I I honestly couldn't tell you what it is that's going on. I think, I think part of it is. Dame's tired, man. I mean, he's dealing with a hammy injury. Right, right. I, this is exactly what I was worried about when CJ went down, when Nurk went down. At some point, it's it's gonna happen. You know, the, the there's gonna be that straw that breaks the camel's back, and I think we've reached that point where we're seeing it with Dame. He's starting to get injured. He's nursing a hammy right now. Um, his shooting percentage is off. When's the last time you've seen
0: Dame shoot like this? He he definitely looks like um what reference can I use? Like Rocky. You know, like the <laughs> like the the wait, Russian in, is wait, cut, in, you know. In, in
1: Rocky Rocky 4 or Rocky 2 or
0: 1. <laughs> like the Russian is cut like Ivan Drago, he is human. Like Dame at the beginning of the year he seemed not human. You know, he was hitting all these game winners. He was carrying the team on his back without CJ McCollum and now things have really slowed down for him. Is this game against the Nuggets, 22/5 and 4, 39% on field goals but only 20% on three-pointers. Um what did you think of Damian Lillard's performance against the Nuggets? Uh, you know, what did, what did he end up with? Uh
1: do, do, do 25 or 22 five assists but he only shot 39 percent from the floor and 20 percent from threes yeah yeah i mean it was it was it wasn't what we have come to expect from dame this season but i think it's probably what we can expect from dame going into the playoffs if the blazers keep pushing him the way they're pushing him uh and, and especially with that hammy man that, i mean the last thing you want to do is force Um, force a guy to play with an injured hamstring because it's so easy to re-injure that man Um, you know knock on wood you know hopefully that doesn't happen but you know I think think them resting Dame whether it was legitimately for a hamstring or just because he needed rest was probably a good thing but I think it goes to show that the Blazers really aren't going to succeed without Dame on the court uh, he's he's obviously the engine that that keeps us going man and and really the 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 Blazers aren't good without Dame they're just not yeah, yeah. they won against the Spurs but i mean that was that was an anomaly obviously
0: <laughs> uh, and they just barely yeah.
1: won like they should have they should have dominated the Spurs but they they barely won um, you know, CJ hasn't really been putting it together for us either. What did he have in the in the Nuggets game? 14 points, uh, 14, and, nine and five. And so here's the thing: like, normally when you talk about guards, when you're when you're rattling off stats, rebounds aren't generally the second stat that you rattle off, right? Like, why yeah. in the world is CJ getting nine rebounds in that game? It should be it should be the bigs, right? But why is he the leading rank rebounder in the entire game? For yeah. for the for the Blazers. Like that's that's stupid.
0: And you know, I, I'm gonna completely agree with you there because I mean CJ did come up with nine boards. Did you know that in the fourth quarter, Yusuf Nurkic only had two rebounds? He got yeah, Let's
1: two, let's talk about got, Nurk.
0: Let's talk about Nurk real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's talk about him he because did. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Go as ahead. much as much as I love Nurk, and you know I love Nurk. I mean the whole Absolutely. city loves Nurk, right? Um But have we have we really seen what what we should be expecting from, from Nurk at this point like yes he had that, that season ending injury it was a pretty gnarly injury right but you know he's had a long time to recover they said he was going to be stronger uh, when, he, when he returned um, then he has a setback right he has a setback with his wrist even before that he comes back to play out of shape right and the guy was never really in yeah. shape to begin with so he comes in out of shape. Hurts his wrist again. What can we legitimately expect from Nurk other than what we're seeing right now? Like is this is this is this the best that we're going to see from Nurk going forward? Because if it is, I'm telling you right now, he's not a franchise center.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to completely agree with you. I I don't know if I'm also being kind of a victim of of the present. You know because mm-hmm. I mean, not too long ago, he had a stretch in the bubble that was just unbelievable like he was one of the key pieces in the bubble and that that's not that long ago and the fact that um Nurkic you know I think we might be messing up our injuries a little bit I think Lillard has a right knee injury but Nurkic has a hamstring injury uh RJ if you could check that for us that'd be great um but Nurkic, I think he's is dealing with a hamstring right now. And if that's true, that's also like what you were saying earlier. That's a very sensitive injury. You don't want to overwork that. And mm-hmm. Nurkic's conditioning, I mean, it's in that bad, fourth man. quarter, it looked like he was just sluggish. Absolutely. Dude, he was spent. Slug. Yeah. He was and spent. You know, you know what told me he was spent? Like, absolutely. Okay. I'll give him the, that in the fourth I'll quarter. I'll tell you
1: what, the, the long boards told me he was spent. Yeah.
0: When, when he didn't get them, when he
1: was right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, What really told me that he was spent is there was a play with, like, three minutes left in the game. He gets the ball at the three-point arc. He could have done anything with that ball, but he decided to shoot an open three-pointer and just completely airballed it, man. Look, airballed, like, not even, like, <laughs> too long, too short, you know, when you're tired literally that was wayward <laughs> <You> tired, right right that was <laughs> wayward right bro you are so tired if you if you just off and right field man <laughs> look man i know
1: he's been trying to incorporate that into his game but yo three minutes left in the game come on when now. it's a close game that's not the time to try and incorporate it like yeah, that's not like- the try that's not the time to to test it
0: I know you've been sitting on the bench, like, seeing Dame, like, tap his wrist. And you're like, <laughs> I wonder what that feels like. But, Nurk, it's not the time, brother. It's not the time. No, man. I no, th- it's really not. I was actually waiting for Stotts to get up on him for that.
1: I oh, like, Stotts isn't going to do that. You kidding? He doesn't get on <laughs> his players.
0: That's 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 also very true. But moving <laughs> forward, like, with, with Nurkic, do you feel like... Do you feel like he's going to get better. I do. You well, feel, see, that's, do you that's see see the positives? point
1: I'm making. That's yeah. the point I'm making though, because at this point we've seen a large enough sample size to at least see what we're going to get for the rest of this season. Like he's probably going to have a couple of games here and there where he plays pretty well, but then, you know, the next game or the next couple of games, he's going to be spent because he, he just used all of his energy on that <laughs> one game to ball out. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. like like then we're going to have another game where where he doesn't really do much for us. I mean what 8 points, 7 rebounds? Come on, man. Yeah. Like 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 if that's what we're going to expect from him, I mean, I hate to say it, man, but maybe we're better off with with Cantor in the lineup. And I love Cantor. I love Nurk, but you know, Nurk's just he's I think he's showing us that he's not ready to be in that role yet. Yeah. I mean, I saw him, I saw him standing uh on the sidelines um the game before with the against the Clippers oh god and he looked so out of shape man like he looked like yeah. he looked like like if I were standing next to him I'd be a much shorter version but we would look the same and that's not a good thing
0: <laughs> like you both would have your shirts off and we couldn't tell which one's Yusuf and which one's Tim that's not a good sign uh yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a good thing for nerd <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, I
1: it's 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 hard for me to imagine a world where Nurk does much better than what he's doing right now.
0: You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be at like devil's advocate here. I'm gonna say that Nurkic still ha- doesn't have his sea legs underneath him. I'm gonna say that he's his playing himself into shape. I think there's a lot of players that um that do that, but he ha- was forced to do that because of his injury. Um, Yes, and- but
1: I will say we're running out of time. you know how yeah. much how much more time do we have for him to get his sea legs? That's I mean, that's the problem. You know, you and I both have been preaching, give this team time, give this team time. They need time to gel. They need time for X, y, and z. Yeah, we've been yeah. saying that all season, but I think we've entered a time where that time has come. oh man, it gets it's crunch
0: time. It's dangerously close to crunch time because, I mean, playoffs is just around the corner. And, you know, I'm going to move kind of forward. We'll talk more about that. I want to talk about, actually, Norman Powell. I think he is probably one of the most interesting parts of the second half of the season for the Blazers. Mm -hmm. In this game, he scored 17-2-2. And I'm just going to put this out there. Our, Our guards are playing harder on defense. Dame, CJ, and Powell... All had two steals each this game against the Nuggets, which mm-hmm. is great. That's a great stat. What did you think of Norm's performance? You know, I, I I honestly
1: think he's been doing great for us. Not just in this game, but he's been he's really been kind of a catalyst in that starting five to to kind of shore up the defense. Um, you know, I was I was very skeptical at first because oh so was you know, I. he's he's another undersized guard they you know he they say he's more consistent with his um his shooting he's got a he's got a better shot he's uh he's better on defense and you know i just i i didn't i didn't believe that he was that much better on defense than than gary trent um but you know he's he's showing me that that yeah he is um but let's talk about his seventeen points um, against the Nuggets. How many field goals attempt? How many field goal attempts did he have, though? What was his percentage in that game? Because if I remember right, it wasn't that great. Unless I'm thinking of a different game.
0: Let's see here. He was um, he was four for ten, and then he was also one for four for three. So twenty five percent. So forty and twenty five. I mean that. Granted, it's one game,
1: but I feel like I keep. Checking the box scores after after each game, and it's kinda hit or miss, kinda like maybe somebody we traded away named Gary <laughs> Tran Jr. Oh my goodness, yeah. I'm yeah. still sore about that. I mean, I look, I like Powell and I understand that we probably couldn't have kept uh Gary at season's end, but and I we're probably gonna lose listeners for this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I still think if you're talking about improving this team for the immediate future and not thinking, you know, a couple years down the line, you keep Gary and you think about trading somebody like CJ McCollum. Because yeah. with CJ McCollum, you Absolutely. can get a decent game changing piece on the roster that could help Dame now. Yeah. Norman Powell I'm, I'm with helps you. the team, but he doesn't he doesn't move the needle past that point that we need to move it past.
0: Yeah, I I'm gonna completely agree. I think. <laughs> I mean, we're we're definitely gonna lose some listeners to this, but <laughs> they're just gonna call us out for this. But if I could redo the trade, if I if I could just be in Neil's shoes in those moments, I think I would have taken that risk, man. I would have I would have put my money on. Gary Trent Jr. developing to a, at least a decent offensive player, right? Like a Norm Powell. Yep. And then trade CJ yep. McCollum. And yeah. plus you're grooming those young those young ones, you know, um to be part of the team and that's that's exactly what you want to do. And CJ McCollum, I mean, for as good as he played this last game, I mean, I think his defensive rating was actually in a positive most of the time, he's not going to be a positive on the defensive net end, and that's what this team definitely needs. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, talking about Norm Powell, you know, the the present, we can't go back in the past, unfortunately. But the present, (laughs) with Norm Powell, Blazer's Edge. Blazer's Edge had a great article talking about talking about our starting lineup. They talked about Dame, CJ, Norm, Rocco, and Nurk. So they're Like overall efficiency differential is plus 14. And that's for 264 possessions played. And that puts them in the 80th percentiles of of lineups, which is really good. That's like Mm -hmm. a really good, solid team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their offense is definitely like off the charts and their defense is, is middle of the pack, which is way better than being last because that's what we've been. It's definitely, like, from 28th to 30th in defensive rating. Mm -hmm. And what that tells me is either Norm has a positive effect on this team or that Stotts is getting better with having this team play better defensively, like, communicating, working as one. I don't know which one it is, like, for a fact, but... I'm going to say that it's probably Norm. Norm is probably the gu- the dude holding it together because he's been part of great defensive teams before. And so has, you know, so is Roko. So those two together on the court at the same time, it seems like a good idea. I'm I'm for Norm. I think that getting him was at least a decent trade. I'd rather keep Gary Trent Jr. I know we are definitely not in the majority on this. I think a lot of people would rather have Norm, but well,
1: look, here's here's my issue with Norm. And it's it's not necessarily an issue with Norm as it is an issue with the position he's playing because you look at these previous games uh-huh. uh what the last the last 5 games who has Norm actually had to match up with? I don't Ooh, think yeah. besides besides Paul George he hasn't matched up with anybody over three inches taller than him. Right. So I think, you know, the fact that we were just barely in those games that we lost uh, by one point. um, I think that that's a bad sign because when, when Portland starts matching up with these teams that have length, they're going to run over them. They just yeah. are, man. Like like a 6'3" small forward isn't going to cut it. And he's no Charles Barkley. You know what I mean? Like he's he's he doesn't have that kind of athleticism or size. And I I think it's going to hurt the Blazers. And man, I just want to point out the fact that Stotts in his post-game interviews has been killing me. <laughs> saying, saying that he he likes that we're we're staying competitive in these games that we're losing. Come on, oh man, that's you know we we talked we talked to JJ about that earlier today, and yeah, I like yeah. I like the way he put it because that's loser talk, man. Yeah, it's loser talk. Like, like you got to change your mindset,
0: man. You can't just be happy that we're in the game. So this this is the thing. We we are playing these teams that are. That are above us, right? Like the Celtics, like the Clippers, like the Nuggets, etc. And it's it's alarming that we haven't won a team above us since December, again which was against the Lakers, and where Gary Trent Jr. scored twenty two. What that tells me is that for some reason we could stay in these games because probably the other the other team is letting us stay in the game. We can't finish the game. The part of the game that's most important is being able to finish it, mm-hmm. and having like someone as deadly as Dame Lillard, you you wouldn't think that's an issue. You think we would have been able to to beat one of these teams at least in uh, what? How how many months has it been? Four months. It's been four months since we beat a top a top team. That's that really that really hurts. And another thing, I think these these games are 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 close because well the other teams are also missing pieces i mean with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the nuggets i mean they're they're missing jamal murray and we can't put them mm-hmm. away that that really right. hurts um yo and we still lost to the hornets missing missing hayward like come on missing come on, guys. hayward and also missing lamelo Yeah, rookie of the year, future rookie of the year, Lamelo. It's man, it's not encouraging, and I don't know what's happening. A lot of weird stuff is happening with this team. Um, you were telling me earlier, like why why was Derek Jones Jr. benched for Hollis Jefferson?
1: Okay, that baffled me. Why are you starting? Why I can't remember what game that was. Was it was it the the Hornets game?
0: I want to say it was the Hornets game.
1: So why are you benching a guy you've had starting basically all season for a guy you just signed to a 10-day contract? And then not even play him. He didn't didn't even play Jones. And then, (laughs) what, two games later, you don't even play this dude that you started over Jones? What does that tell the rest of the team?
0: It is so weird.
1: To me, to me... It's Stotts throwing a Hail Mary. Because, look, guys. I like that. I like Stotts. I think he's done a lot of great things here in Portland. But you can't come out at the beginning of the season and say this is the most talented roster you've ever had in your time with Portland. And start doing things like that when you're <laughs> on a losing streak. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's just contradictory, right? It's like, yes. hey, we we have we have such a deep roster, guys. But this one dude that I'm about to sign to a 10 day contract, yeah, he's let gonna me start, start him over you <laughs> that we just
1: traded because you were gonna be one of <laughs> Those... our our biggest defensive pieces that we brought in. Like, come on, it's so weird, man. It's so I, weird, I, and I don't understand it.
0: And you and you actually said something to me earlier that was like just great. You were like. You're like he's starting Hollis Jefferson. Like he's really looking for someone to just save his job. Like somebody, Dude, like he, somebody it, saved yes. my job here. Look, I as hope much, I hope it's Hollis Jefferson.
1: Here's the thing: as much as Stotts has done for Portland in his time here, you can't like he can't say all that stuff and expect to have a job at the end of this season. The way no. that it's going right now, like you, no, it's not going to happen. It's and, it's in the it's on the walls now. I mean, it's in the, it's like it's yeah, definitely going to happen. And and all of these all of these crazy lineups we're seeing, which some of them are working out pretty well actually, but all these crazy lineups we're seeing, the 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 choices to start certain players over others, um it it to me it's just it's stats throwing blindly throwing darts, man. Like he's just hoping one of these darts is going to hit the bullseye and he's going to you know, that one of these, maybe it's TJ Leaf that's going to be a, a career saver here in Portland. <laughs> I mean, who knows, man? He's the only guy incredible. that he hasn't played yet, right? <laughs> Let,
0: shoot, let's start Keljan <laughs> Blevins. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, man, I think it's so weird because, like, Stotts was actually asked about, um, about, I think this was, like, maybe two or three games ago. He was asked about Nasir Little. And how he played them at, at how he played him at the two, and then he said I was just trying something out,
1: just trying something. Yeah. Okay. And, and can I pause you for one second yeah, go though, for because it. Go that's for another it. thing that was driving me nuts. You have Nasir Little, who's been who's showed that he can play some pretty good minutes, right? Like he's he'll he's flash. showed a lot of promise. Yeah, he'll flash one hundred percent. Yeah. And you started a guy you, you signed to a 10-day contract over Nasir Little. <laughs> like
0: it's, someone it's, who it's, needs it's, the minutes, right? It's just,
1: yes, someone who needs the minutes, who's shown you what he can do from time to time versus a guy that you literally have no idea what you're going to get from.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I hate to keep beating
1: a dead horse, but man, it was driving me nuts.
0: It's, it's definitely a start that just made absolutely no sense absolutely no sense and I'm I'm going to ride for my guy in a seer little a little bit. You should. Which is like the man needs minutes. He needs time to develop. He is so raw but there are things there that if you develop it the right way I think he could be a very serviceable backup.
1: Like lem- let me ask you this. Extremely
0: serviceable backup.
1: Let me ask you this though. Do you think Stotts is the kind of coach that could, that could cultivate that?
0: I, you know I don't think so. I'm gonna say I, no. I worry. I, I I worry that you're right. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say no. I don't think he's proven that to me. I know that his his groomed small school talent like CJ and like Damian Lillard, but he's also let go of some that ended up being pretty good backups. I mean, Pat Conanton is yeah. one. Jake Layman is another. Will Barton? Oh my God, Will Barton. Like they developed after Portland because they finally started to get minutes after Portland, and it's it it hurts because I want Nasir Little to get his time too. Thing is, that's
1: been the Blazer way for a long time, though. I mean, the 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 first I can remember in my lifetime that I can remember was was Jermaine O'Neal, and I know a lot of people talk about Jermaine O'Neal, and you know, maybe maybe it didn't make sense to keep him with the roster that we had, but. Dude, it's the Blazer way. As soon as they leave Portland, these young guys start getting minutes, and they become amazing. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe not all of them become amazing and, and all stars like like O'Neal yeah. did, but yeah. dude, that's it just seems to be that way, right? It is like like I, I I hate to say that it's something that we should come to expect, but it kind of is,
0: man. <laughs> you know, we we gotta flip the script a little bit. Let's let's talk about. What we should look forward to or hope to look forward to for the rest of the season coming to the playoffs. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to just flash the standings here. RJ, if you could put up the standings real quick. You know, I was looking at the standings and I was like, you know, who who are we possibly going to play against? And, you know, this team that we just played, one of them was the Nuggets, right? Mm -hmm. How would you feel? In a seven game series against the Nuggets based off of this last game? I mean, based off this last game, not very good, but you know, I, I
1: think that it's it's in our favor that Murray's out. Um it's it's really unfortunate because he's he's an amazing player, but you know that it, it really hurts Denver as far as their longevity in the playoffs, but they still have Joker. He's still, yeah. I mean, he's one of those centers that can carry a team like Joel Embiid. Um, mainly MVP, because he man. can do everything. He might be an MVP. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, based off this last game, it's not good. But I, I think that we could give Denver a run for their money. But it's going to yeah. be a seven-game series. It's going to be a long series. that We're not I putting think- them away in four or five.
0: I think this is actually the series to watch. I think I think if we play against any of the other top teams, I think it's first round exit. I'm sorry guys. Yeah, I mean, look, that's dude. probably where I'm putting money is first round exit, but look. if we play the Nuggets, I think we might have a chance.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with that, man, cuz you know, we play the Lakers, we're screwed. We play the Clippers. That's a dangerous team right now, man. Like yeah. that is that is I I can't stand the Clippers, but they are a dangerous team. Um, and and honestly, that's one of those teams that would steamroll us. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Suns are scary. We, Unless we Paul we George meet the turns Suns, into playoff think, Pete.
0: But, well, <laughs> and history has shown he will. <laughs> he will. But I'm not, I'm not going to bank on that, though. I'm not going to bank <laughs> on that. But, you know, it,
1: the thing that, that worries me is we're only a half game out of Playing in the in the play-in, oh man! Right? I Right, so it's so tight. what so what happens if we play in the play-in? And and I know, I know, I've been listening to to some AM radio. Chad doing and 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 Isaac and, what was it? Isaac and Souk, I think. Shout um, out, shout out. Of course, shout outs. Yes. Um, and you know they they're preaching whatever happens, even if we play in the play-in, just make sure Dame's healthy. And I'm I'm with that because. Because as, as Chad says, your best playoff chances is when Dame is healthy. Even if you have to start in the play-in, your best shot is if Dame's healthy. I'm with Absolutely. that. I'm with that. But the problem that I see is that they're not going to ease up on Dame and allow him to get healthy. So we're going to end up playing in this play-in tournament with a banged-up Dame, with a banged-up Nurk, With a banged up Derrick Jones Jr., it seems. You know, there's still some time for us to gather up another injury. (laughs) What I'm worried about is that we're heading into these playoffs in actually familiar ground where we're going to be carrying quite a few injuries. And if we do that, we're probably not making it out. Yeah. And, and I, I hate to be such a negative Nancy on this episode, but <laughs> like you said earlier, man, the, the writing's on the walls. I can see it. You can see it. I know the majority of Portland can see it. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man, because we had such high hopes going into this season. And I don't want to say that it's over already, but I mean, it's it's not looking too promising
0: the Blazers gotta show us some, something a little different and you know I think I think I'm gonna try to go to the opposite way I'm gonna say that that Nurkic hopefully can get healthy by the end of the season and lighten shape. some of the load for everyone else including Dame um and just be more of a facilitator and actually like just make things easier mm. um I know that, that the back half of the season, like, it's still going to be hard. We still have a lot of hard games coming up. We have one of the most brutal, brutal stretches up until the playoffs in in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's not very promising, but I'm going to say that hopefully with Nurkic getting healthy and just the stars align. I'm hoping the stars align for us to get healthy. Man, we can um, hope. And we could hope. Yeah, we could definitely hope. And I hope that we match up against... The Nuggets, because I think that's going to be our best chance at winning, at least the first round, to get some momentum. Get some momentum. Do you think we're gonna? I mean, do you think we legitimately have a shot at matching up against the Nuggets? I do, I do, and it's it's a big thing that Anthony Davis um, played his first game today for Mm -hmm. the Lakers. So I could see the Lakers jumping over the Nuggets, Um, and then you know I. I hate to say this I don't think I don't think the Blazers have the record against these teams above them you know Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers to to over to leap over them any of them Mm -hmm. so we're probably seated right where we're supposed to be which is six Um, God forbid we we drop down lower but if we're at six and the Nuggets are at five I think I think we definitely have a chance at meeting up with them and we have a chance at beating them I mean, but but but
1: if if they're at six or if we're at six and they're at five, do we play them? Cause it's a little different here, right? It's different. Oh, this season. you're right. I'm sorry. It's different this season. Cause so if you if you RJ if you bring up, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're right, stats you're right. And you scroll up to the top, it shows a playoff picture if they were to start today. And this is this is NBA.com. We're matched up against the, the Clippers, and if if okay. the Lakers jump Denver. <laughs> And they end up jumping in the Clippers. We're in a tough spot, man. Oh man, I th- I think you're right. I think I think. Oh boy. Like that's that is that is not a good spot
0: to be sitting. Yeah, my silver lining did not work out. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're so, gonna be playing against the Clips, potentially the Suns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's probably where we're gonna be at. Is the Clips or the Suns? Whew. Those are tough matchups, but. Man, if we get healthy, that's gonna that's gonna be our only thing. If we get I mean, healthy and if we get fans in the stands, <laughs> that's anything's thing, possible. Man. That's anything's possible, like, like, Rip City.
1: We have we have a couple of X factors that could that could play into our
0: favor, and that's team health and fans in the stands. Yeah, absolutely. And man, Rip City, we're gonna really need you to be like as loud as possible for these home <laughs> games once once we get it, because we know that you know, when we went to the Western Conference Finals, we had one of the best home records in the league. And a big part of that was just the noise, man. Mm-hmm. I like I want to see the free throw guy go crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss seeing that guy. I mean, I used to think he was kind of annoying, but now <laughs> too, I love I miss him. I miss seeing him.
1: I like I like
0: uh,
1: gosh, we should do a segment on our favorite uh, super fans because I'm a big fan of that. Uh, that Ken guy, you know, who I'm talking about. He looks like the Ken guy. Which one's that one? Dude, I hate to, <laughs> I hate if he's a, a listener and, and I'm sitting here putting him on blast. <laughs> but he looks, <laughs> he looks like oh gosh, the the TNT crew. Put him on blast, man. Put him on TNT blast. The TNT crew made fun of him uh, a couple years back, but he's he's got like that spray tan, like he's got perfect oh, perfect yep. skin, perfect hair. I love He, who looks, you're he about. looks like he looks like a uh, like a like 1970s or 80s Uh-oh. game show host. I don't have... I don't have R- there he is. I don't have
0: RJ's... Th- oh, there he is. <laughs> that guy's my favorite. That's my dude. That's my favorite Yo, guy. he looks like he should be on
1: Man, bro. Yeah, for real. Ken just
0: killed someone with a trident. <laughs> but anyway, moving to other Blazers news, I, we have to mention this. We missed this on the last pod. Like, literally, when we released the pod, this news came out. And it's LaMarcus Aldridge's... Aldridge, surprisingly, he retires. Yeah. So we, it's known that he has um, a blood disorder. And heart, heart disorder. Heart, heart disorder. Sorry, he has a heart disorder, and I guess he was having some sort of palpitations or arrhythmias, and this one was a real scare. And you know, he had it. He had an episode in Portland, um, yeah. and it was actually pretty well managed, and and he had this this last one. Uh, while with the Nets and it really scared him and he decided to retire Tim I mean I'm gonna throw it to you what what do you make of LaMarcus Aldridge's career especially you know being with the Blazers his time with the Blazers um just your overall thoughts mm-hmm. um you know it's
1: uh it was surprising um just my 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 initial reaction was I was surprised but at the same time, I was kind of happy for him, man, because, um, right. you know, he's he's had a really good career, man, and feel how you will with the way he left. I mean, I was pretty bitter about the way he left and when he left, but, I mean, the guy did great things for us here. You know, he he helped B-Roy uh, bring change to our franchise, and take us to Absolutely. quite a few playoff runs. Uh, granted, they were pretty short, but you know, we were in the playoffs, right? And, and, you know, Dame got here, him and Dame took us uh, uh, to, to continued playoff success. And, you know, he's, he's had a great career. I mean, he, he's, he's set records for the treble the trailblazers franchise, Um, I mean, I, I I don't know what else there is to say, man. Like he's, he was besides Sheed, he was the, the next best forward. I think we've
0: ever had. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, you're absolutely right. He, he definitely was. And he, he did set, you know, records for Portland. I, I, I forget what the records are, are, exactly, but what I'm going to well, say I mean, here is that like I mean like, he's
1: he's at least like, you know, he's he he's up there in the upper echelon as far as as franchise stats are concerned.
0: Yeah, like point getting and rebound getting for for Portland and and thing is is that like he actually represented a big transition for for Portland. Mm-hmm. And what I'm talking about is that Portland was was viewed as the the jailblazers. <laughs> You know, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And then we spent so much time trying to build a team with good character guys with B Roy. Mm-hmm. With Lamarcus Aldridge. And he yeah. and those two guys, you know, with Greg Odin. Um they kind of had this new phase of Portland and and Trailblazer basketball. And mm-hmm. they brought us to the playoffs, they got us some wins. Um I think the biggest thing that, that kind of sucks for, for Trailblazers fans, at least, is that we wanted some closure with LaMarcus. Yeah. We wanted him to return. We wanted him to come home at the end of his career. And we actually thought this was going to be it, right? Yeah, we we thought he was going to come back. We did think he was coming back. But
1: in true LaMarcus Aldridge fashion, he said one thing and did another. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're absolutely right with that, too. <laughs> you're absolutely right with that, too. I mean, LaMarcus, you know, if, if you're a listener to this pod, like, we wish you the best. We're we're actually happy you made, you know, the choice oh, yeah. for your life, the choice for your family. Because, you know, there's the game of basketball, and there's also there's also life. And sometimes you just got to take care of that. And with that being said, we're going to go to our next segment. And that, of course, is giving props. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy
1: is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of
0: research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in their respective sports. For example, the DFS featured Joel Embiid's rebound total at 10.5. If you picked the over, it was worth 100 points. If you picked the under, it was worth 115 points. Thrive Fantasy also had Donovan Mitchell's point total at 22.5. If you picked the over, it was 80 points. If you picked the under, it was 120 points. It's a fun and easy way to get into fantasy.
1: Use promo code BUSTED when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up
0: and prop up today. Yes, prop up today, and Tim Johnson, I'm going to start with our definition, and that's giving applause, giving kudos to a certain story, person, or situation. So, Tim Johnson, I want to know, do you give this props? Hit me. Zion just debuted his Zion Ones by Jordan Brand. And RJ, put up the shot of the the shoes here. There they are. Tim, I'm just going to ask you straight up. You give Zion props for his first
1: signature shoe. You got to, man. You got to. First, I mean that's huge. First signature. Oh, all right, shoe wait, wait, wait. I'm huge. gonna,
0: I'm gonna pump your brakes real quick. You don't have to give him props on his first signature shoe. I mean, have you seen Klay Thompson's first signature shoe? Hey, have man. you seen the Anta hey. ones? <laughs>
1: Hey, it's a signature shoe though.
0: Okay. You go, ask go me ahead, go if ahead. I'm giving him props for having
1: a, a a signature shoe. I 100% give him props for having a signature shoe. Do you have a all signature right, right. shoe? I don't. No. No. Definitely not. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. And uh, I'm just gonna say, outside of outside of Jordan, everybody's first signature shoe is horrendous.
0: Yeah. They're all ugly, man man you know I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think back because I think you might be right <laughs> is that everyone's first signature signature shoe is usually pretty bunk mostly, Jordans mostly is like the exception to the rule because that one's still fire that's today it's timeless in 2021 like that's <laughs> that's still fire it's still it yeah. still looks good oh yeah and I'm looking at these Zion ones and you know I think they're kind of fly like they look nice like it's got that nice little z. You know, for Zion, it's got a nice little design. Like, I'm definitely going to give Zion some props on this one, especially since when he debuted his his shoe, he scored 33 points. So you got to give him props for that. And for our last story, I have Jaleel White, a.k.a. Steve Urkel, from the 90s sitcom Family Matters. He launched a new strain of marijuana with Snoop Dogg. And it's called the Purple Urkel. So, th- Tim. Yeah. Don't get us canceled here.
1: No, I'm, no, 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 no. Not at all. Don't get the
0: pod canceled, man. Look, I just want to know. Do you give Jaleel White and Snoop Dogg props?
1: <laughs> of course. They're promoting their, their brands. Uh, the Purple Urkel is a great name.
0: That's a great name.
1: It's a great name. but <laughs>
0: they, need to, they need to follow hey, that up. Can I just say with some other with some other family matters names.
1: I was going to say I, can I just say that that growing up watching family member family matters I never once in my life thought I would see Steve Urkel smoking a,
0: a <laughs> <laughs> That's a great smoke. take. Like where's Carl? Right, right where's, man. Like, like uh, <laughs> That must be like Stefan. Needs, there needs to be a lesson after this. That's got to be video Stefan. Video that's not
1: smoking. That's not Steve. That's Stefan. <laughs>
0: yeah that's definitely stefan like they should rename that yeah purple stefan uh but yeah like urkel ain't ain't smoking that
1: (laughs) yeah man like like partnering up with 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 snoop i mean who else are you gonna partner up with right like that's that's like that's like a match made in heaven you're you're gonna call it the purple urkel too yeah i give that props
0: (laughs) yeah i i give it i give it props too and i mean like they just need to follow it up with like with other family matter stuff like i i definitely need like the carl oh yeah i need i need something with carl i need something with like maybe did i do that <laughs> like i need <laughs> that name in there too like give me more strains my friend for not sure. for me for other people you know for entertainment yeah. purposes for sure anyway that is it for the pod tim johnson it is i'm just so happy to kick it old school like this with you it's thank so you be for being on the pod my friend rj thank you for being on the pod too and of course my last thank you goes to our listeners our listeners our listeners man you guys make it so easy for us whenever we're on twitter watching the games you guys are watching with us you guys are replying with us you give us all the content that we're talking about here tonight and you know with that being said tim what you got to say
1: well that's it for this episode don't
0: forget to rate follow
1: and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying Stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.